Welcome to Yep Yeah Yes with Marissa and Tamika. Today we're going to be talking about culture vultures. Why do you sound so sad? Huh? Why do you sound like that? Like what? Hello. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, well, hello. <laughs> Jeez. Do yeah. I interrupt your intros? Well, to say Sometimes, yes. yeah. <laughs> if, if, if you really want to get up. really, Pico, you ain't barked all. <sighs> This guy. This guy. This guy. You know. Always trying to be all up in the video. All up in the video. Anyway, how are you? I have no idea. I, I This dog is barking. I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, so, so today we're going to talk about culture vultures. Um, when you think about culture vultures, um, when, when I think about culture vultures, I think about people who pretty much their whole way of being is a ripoff of somebody else's culture to to make it their own Mm -hmm. or what they think is a culture you know what i mean for example i think about chet hanks Oh, with his um, uh, soca his west west indian accent first it was first it was i'm a hood hood quote unquote hood black like how people in the hood act quote unquote which is a stereotype in itself because yeah. it's, it's like one of those things where one voice among many mm-hmm. is the loudest voice and we're all supposed to assume that that's how everybody is mm-hmm. and that whatever it can be you know what I mean right. um, and you can re- correlate to, to anything in life but so I'm thinking Chet, Chet Hanks um, I'm thinking of those the, the girls that started the the renegade dance and then they come find out you know it wasn't them they mm-hmm. never gave credit so right. like that kind of thing. You think they were forced to give credit? I think yeah I think they were forced to give credit but not by an outside source I think within their own team like let's let's figure this out let's let's um let's jump on this before it gets bad. You know? Yes. Yeah. But you... Mm, okay. Okay. Yep. So, do I, don't start a sentence and then shut up. No, no, because I want you to finish your train of thought because I have a tendency to interrupt you and go off on tangents. No, I'm just saying... I, no, I'm. I, my whole thing is just... That's, to me, is what a culture vulture is. Someone who just pretty much takes over, like, sees something, says, oh, I like it. And then just makes it their life, makes mm-hmm. it their thing, but never, ever gives credit to where they got it from. Now, I want to take that statement and go to Chet Hanks, because you brought him up before. He has made mention um, how he appreciates black culture and Caribbean culture, and that's why he does what he does. Okay. Do you Do you feel like... I think I think that's a step. It doesn't change the fact that he's still a culture vulture, because at the end of the day, just Tom Hanks' kid and Rita Wilson's kid, and like even like you you know he has that TV show, Tales, on BET, which is have you ever seen the show? No. It's basically a show that turns hip hop songs into little movies. Okay. So think like oh, that sounds fun Morning well. by Biggie. Uh-huh. The lyrics are turned oh, into like the actual like TV that. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So he stars in this show. This, this is Chet? Yeah. Chet Star is one of the stars of the series. And the series was started by, um, uh, what's his name? Murder Inc. Irv Gotti. Okay. So anyway, so okay. that so he's on that. So he's just like. It, it reminds me of like Tupac, like you make a movie and now you live in it. But Chet mm-hmm. Hanks was, or he's, it's kind of opposite in a way because he was, he was, um, he assimilating was quote unquote this culture, mm-hmm. and then based on how he acted, because mm-hmm. he wasn't brought up that way. But if he appreciates it and gives homage to it, but he's appreciating giving homage to something that's not even like real. Like to me, it's like you're, like. You're, this is what I'm saying, like, when it takes, all it takes is one person or a group of people to say, this is how black people act. 
Like, how is that giving giving homage? Like, yo, what up? What up? It's like, really? That To me, that's disrespectful, in my opinion, because you're saying that, well, that this is how black people act. Mm-hmm. I want to be like this. I want to be like, like, do you understand the history of that, of why people might act that way? But... Uh, we're, I'm just talking about Chet Hanks right now. Yeah, I'm not, so am I'm, I. But do you do you genuinely believe that he does not understand where the culture's coming from? I do. Be, I don't believe he he understands. I don't mm-hmm. think that he's in these economically depressed areas and understanding why people may talk the way they talk, why why they're acting the way they're acting. You know what I mean? Do you? But do you believe you can you you have to have lived in these economically depressed areas in order to appreciate it i don't think he's appreciating it though it seems mocking when you do that because who the hell when think about um like in living color when the right. the homeboys uh-huh. it's like one of those things like yo what up nigga what uh-huh. up what up what up you know uh-huh. what i mean it's like a caricature mm-hmm. and so when you live your life that way as a caricature it's like so you're you're making light of a situation that is like real for people mm-hmm. you know what I mean people may be talking that way because they're uneducated mm-hmm. but you're educated oh because he oh, hold on a second because here but this is I guess this is where I need clarification when it just comes to him I'm not saying right. to everybody else just right. to him because he has he has come forward in his regular cadence and phonetics and dictation and all that stuff in his regular speaking you know voice I guess to to lack of a better term um he has said that he does appreciate hip-hop culture black culture uh whatever culture we're gonna you know that he's he's uh, I'll quote-unquote play homage to at what point do we say that he's still being a culture vulture but see, I don't think he's paying homage to hip hop culture because if he, he the hip hop culture isn't about talking a certain way. When he does these little clips and stuff, mm-hmm. he's not sitting there and saying like, "Yo, I really enjoy, you know, Nas," mm-hmm. or "I really enjoy Jay Z." Yo, that's my my shit. I love that music. Mm-hmm. No, he's like, "Yo, yo, yo, that's my shit, man." You don't even understand. You know, like really? You don't even talk like that. You're making fun. You're making a mockery. Oh, because he's representing a cartoonish version of it. He's not uh, correct. So okay, I'm 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 just picking out. And that's a and that part. You're making a mockery in a cartoonish version of something that is an actual. Is it's it's like my culture. Like people people that talk like that are not pretending to talk that way. Mm-hmm. They actually talk that way mm-hmm. because of whatever their environment, that's how they were raised. Mm-hmm. So when you come and you start talking that way, mm-hmm. from you're your making hidden a, hills you're making Hollywood, a, right, right? You're making a mockery of people's language, how they talk, how they interact with people. You're not saying like, I love the music, I love the the dress, the the art. You're not saying that. You're sitting you're sitting here and you're you're kind of like you're I feel like you're you're um, mocking almost? you're mocking the way of life mm-hmm. you know what I mean is and that's not your life mm-hmm. you can you can be from Beverly Hills there's mm-hmm. a lot of people from Beverly Hills that you know you know I love I love Tribe Called Quest that's uh, you know that's yeah my, yeah you know what I'm but saying but they don't they don't you don't like, and, and we, like I, I know Leonardo DiCaprio loves Tribe Called Quest he don't come out like yo grabbing his junk and like yo I feel being he a would mocker. never though he would never he but right because okay, he, does, he that's not what he's from he's, he's not, not mocking, mocking. it okay. you can like something without mocking it and so, when he does that even with the soca and and Jamaican and see, West that, Indian because that to me is like you're making a caricature or something that as someone who grew up in the Caribbean that that the that one where I was like oh you hitting home right now and you're about to get pimp slapped because like my eye twitched because it's one of those like you that's that's a proper language that's a proper dialect and that's how i feel about black people well not all black people no but but yeah no but i'm saying in terms of what What he's doing generalizing Mm -hmm. oh this is how people from the hood Mm -hmm. talk yeah i mean people can i i I don't think that i'm from the hood 
mm-hmm. but there are a lot of people on Long Island like, oh, Huntington Station's the hood. It's not the hood, but okay. No, yeah. But what but I'm yeah, saying, that's but, like when I say I'm from the Bronx, and everybody's like, oh, you know, from the Bronx, like, but yeah, I am though. But but if people, a, even people in Huntington, if you look at like, say there's a post on Newsday or something, mm-hmm. and you could see the disgusting things that people from Huntington, New York, Ugh. and Hale site, yeah. and Northport and yep. Melville say about people in Huntington Station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just you just making a that that's why when it comes to like Chet Hanks, I feel like he's a culture vulture because he he's he's sitting there and he's trying to take over or what he thinks he's taking over something mm-hmm. and he, it's just very disrespectful. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's it's I'm not gonna sit here and be like I never laughed. It's like this guy's a joke. Yeah, he's, because at first you looked at it like a joke, and right. now you're like, hold on, like a he's second. really rolling with this. Yeah, he's yeah. He really rolling he's with Tom it. He's Tom Hanks' son. And he's Tom And Rita Hanks. Wilson's son. Like, like really you represented all them mofos. Like, what I are you like, doing? what's his name? Colin Hanks? Yeah. I love him. Like, bro, that's your brother. That's your brother. Like, yeah. well, don't even try to act like you, you know, but you grew like, up in Crenshaw and, you know, life is hard. And, like, you didn't have every opportunity in life. Like, you're just whack, yo. It's like, so you've met my sister, uh, my stepsister. She grew up in the Caribbean. Right. She speaks... Uh, with a, I don't know, um, a general American accent and a West Indian accent. She goes with both. Would you look at her as a culture vulture? No. She no, grew, she up, grew in up with that. that. Yeah. Like, I she, see where she lives. Yeah. She's, that's her she, culture. She, that, that's, that's what, what she identifies right. with. She didn't her come. children are half black half or half Caribbean, however she identifies half caribbean half american i'm not sure how how whatever she, but whatever I'm just it saying is but yeah that's that she didn't grow up on the water over there like the whole island's on the water but, but yeah, she didn't like, grow up yeah. with a view of a water with a balcony and i mean even well, if she, she kind of did that's not yeah. where she lived you know what i mean it's just like yeah, well kind of <laughs> well, no but what i'm saying no but <laughs> no what i know I'm what saying, you mean i know what she you may mean, have yeah. grown it's like one of those things like you always hear like parents like okay i got you till you're 18 and now you're on your own figure it out yeah like she, to like, I seen where she live. It's, mm-hmm. She's in it. Yeah, this, that's Hanks her culture. Is getting on video. He ain't living in Crenshaw. No. And what you call from Crenshaw? She don't talk like that. Serena Ooh. Williams. So what are you doing, bro? First of all, don't let's not put Kyle, um, Chet Hanks and Serena Williams. Like, what I'm saying, he's he's that making woman, a mockery of something that I tip a my couple hat to of you, people. Serena. I'm so sorry. He's whack, yo. Yeah. So that to me is the culture vulture. Um, I have but <laughs> let me just say with the definition, <laughs> mm-hmm. which I didn't see it that way, but okay. Um, and can you disagree with a definition? Mm, Not really, right? I think you can. Uh, a person who is very interested in the arts, especially to an obsessive degree. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. <laughs> That's not, that ain't because the culture vulture no, I'm talking about. This connotation, where do you get that from? Is it uh, Webster? From uh, Oxford. Nah. No. Because the connotation of vulture, it, it, no, I disagree. That one goes in the trash. So this one, I like this one better. Mm-hmm. One who appropriates the arts. Mm-hmm. Oops, let me, damn it. Okay. Oh, and so it's an article. And the, the, it's an article by somebody named Stephanie Long. She went on to describe, um, it, she had a thing that said, Blackopedia, a brief look at the evolution of culture vulture. And the picture is Kylie Jenner. Oh. <laughs> she, she said, for better or for worse, as a descriptor of one who appropriates the art, creativity, and style of others, most often for their own benefit, and at worst, in a way that serves no value to the originators of whatever culture, product, tradition, or practice was lifted. That's what I see with Chet Hanks. At worst, in a way that serves no value. Mm-hmm. By doing that, how are you showing value? That's and that's I think. Okay, so that's where I. I like okay. that definition. Yeah, it's, it's shows no, no value, value to the originators of whatever cultural product, tradition, or practice was listed. Yeah. Like, what value are you shown by doing? You making a mockery of it, bro. Yeah. So, Do you feel like you've ever culture vultured in your life? And you know, because you know, as we're kids, we're discovering. Have you ever felt that way, or as you look back, or unintentionally? As well, as a black person, 
I don't think it's possible a culture vulture, be a culture vulture. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because all we've taught is is how to and and how to. Um, well, I shouldn't say that. That that's wrong. Um, me personally, no. But I can think of situations where there may have been other people that have. But um, as a black person, it's hard for me to uh, just as a person, it's hard for me to fathom how a black person can truly be a culture vulture when everything we've been taught that this is how it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? I'm, so I, I, I feel like I'm going to say something you're not going to like. Okay. Let me finish. It has nothing to do with you personally. Let me finish okay. my statement. Gosh. No, let me finish my statement and then we can dissect. Um, so let me get my thought out. Go, this, just say it then. I'm prefacing. Calm down. Let me talk. Let me talk. So I feel like um, uh, culture is the subculture of America. And I'm not going to say just black people. I'm going to say urban because that, that's going to encompass multiple ethnicities, races, and things like that. I feel like we're, we self-teach. There's corporate, like I'll say Marissa. There's corporate Marissa and there's Bronx Marissa. Mm -hmm. When you go to corporate, you know, Marissa, you got to act a certain way. Um, and then when you're home, you could be, you could be, you could be Marissa. Right. And I feel like, not that that's a culture vulture, but I feel like we self-teach ourselves to almost, and, and I, I understand that that's in its essence assimilation, but it's also culture vulturing because you believe it's not authentically you. You are representing what you believe is appropriate for culture. What's to say, you know, Goya and white rice eating Marissa is not appropriate for, for, for a corporate. I am, I'm going to be appropriate no matter where I am. Right. So to say that there, we have to have, you know, in, in urban life, we have to have two versions of ourselves. I don't believe that that is a healthy way that we teach ourselves and teach others to be. And then we can't turn around and say, um, Becky from HR didn't know that you can't be touching my hair. Well, first of all, you went into the corporate world not being authentic. So you can't expect people to not learn. You can't expect people to learn without you being authentic yourself. If 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 homegirl didn't know that this is this is our culture, this is what there's certain things that are appropriate and not. When you act differently in that setting, you're you're a, you're culture vulturing what you think is appropriate for a certain type of people in a certain type of setting. Did so, I? So I kind of right? I, a little bit. I not really. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you've explained it, and there's not a right or wrong answer to mm -hmm. that because right. you know what you're saying. Right. Um, I agree with you, shocking, in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. The only thing that I will say that I disagree with is that as non-white people, mm -hmm. it's we're not teaching ourselves. We're taught this is the way you need to be. I, I didn't grow up saying I got to talk a certain way. I didn't grow up. Yeah, but here we are, 40 but, and 45 respectively. But but when you're when it's ingrained in you, right, in, right. in life, right. like non-white people are taught to be two types types of mm -hmm. people. White people are taught to be one type of person. Always. And so yeah. I wouldn't. Const I don't think that's a conversation about culture vulture. It's about understanding your own culture and recognizing American culture. But see, and this and this is where I say that we're teaching ourselves because we're 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 perpetuating. We keep perpetuating these cycles because listen, there's nothing you to make yourself or your culture palatable to someone else. I don't believe that is healthy and productive to how we intercorrelate with each other for our personal growth, professional growth, and, and whatever else we're looking to, to make this country into, you know, I'm trying to be best is all I'm saying. So for me to make myself more palatable to someone else, that's absolutely incorrect. And I don't think that we should keep teaching ourselves and teaching other people and making it okay um, when we hear our elders speak to us in a certain way and to, to make sure that that's appropriate. I'm confused. So you don't think it's okay for us to tell to tell other you say white people that this is this is what I do and get on board or not? No, no, no. But no, 
No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I don't think it's right that we teach ourselves, right, as we're talking to each other and we teach our kids. Um, you have to be, you know, Marissa. Corporate Marissa is different than Marissa at home. Right. Like, no, Marissa's Marissa. That's it. You be authentically you, corporate or not. Okay. And that's how we teach each other how to respect and understand each other's but, subcultures and it's a long, of America. So, yeah, I agree. It's a long process. But at the same time, I also, if Marissa's mic is messed up, the mics are messed up. Because if you keep moving it, it's, remember, it's staticky. So if oh. people hear staticky, Hold then up. we apologize. My bad. She said some great stuff. You probably won't even hear. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm really we'll, we'll, smart. We'll see. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> but, um, but I... I agree with you, but at the same time, I also recognize um, you're in the school system. You know what's being taught. You can only do so much. But you know, but but wait, wait, wait. So you can only do you can do so much in your school. Mm-hmm. But this is we're being taught taught white culture. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's up to us as individual non-white people mm-hmm. to maybe educate people around us and so on and so forth. But I don't consider that as being a culture vulture when this is what we've been taught. And now it's just a matter of, okay, we've been taught this. Now we're going to take what we know and kind of like also not leave what, what we know to be our life behind but see, and this, our culture behind. And this is where I'm, I'm standing by my statement because as we speak to each other, we believe corporate America is Anglo. So you have to fit into but an I'm Anglo box. But I'm not talking box. about corporate America. I'm talking about the, these United States of America. School system is not, I mean, you can look at it as corporate at the end of the day, but we get our education from schools. We get our education. We go to the supermarket and people there, how they treat certain people. It's just, it's society. And you can either just go go with the flow or you can allow, you know, your, your, um, your own culture to come and shine through. You know what's funny to me? Um, the other day we were at your house and, you know, me, you, and another member of your family. Mm-hmm. And um, the person said, I don't know if you heard it. I don't know. If, yeah, I think you did. But me and you were having a conversation and uh-huh. the person was sitting there and that person's like, wow, I've never seen this side of, to you. I've never seen this side of you before. It's like... You, um, she, she said to me, to, to me, Tamika, she was like, I've seen, I've met you like, like a couple of times or whatever. And this is the first time I've seen Marissa like this comfortable and act this way. And I said to my, I thought to myself, like not at that moment, but yeah. later I thought to myself like, wow. Like, I've never heard, I didn't hear that. I, I thought to myself like, wow, she can't even be real with her own family. Even if it's not yeah. like blood family, like, yeah. like what are you doing? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, because I'm not comfortable. Oh, that's funny. I didn't but hear you that. Were, because you remember you cursed? And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, what you cursing for? And remember that in the moment that right. you said like shit or something like that. Uh-huh. But me and you, we always curse. curse. Yeah. But this person has never seen you act that way or be that comfortable. And oh. that person's been in your home. Yeah, and yet you times, still yeah. haven't been not comfortable. The comfortable yeah. in the way that you're com- comfortable with me. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so it was like eye opening for that person. Them. And and it was and I'm looking like Oh, no wonder they left so fast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think that. Because oh. <laughs> it was a while. It was like an hour, two oh, hours okay. later. I didn't yeah. hear it. Oh, but, wow. I'm so I'm so but I was thinking, uh, like, I'm thinking about it in this moment now. It's like, and that person is a white person. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking in my, in, at this point, at, in this moment, I'm thinking about that, that, that moment mm-hmm. then. And I'm like, okay, so you, you're, you're act, but I know that this isn't to be true because I know that even around your Puerto Rican family, mm-hmm. you're a certain way mm-hmm. with them than you are with others. Mm-hmm. You know, you just you're you're able to like let me fit in where I fit in. You no, know what I mean? You but, see, but I it was just different. I was when my, I looked at her like, what the hell are you talking about? Well, see, with that the the person that we're talking about right now that said that they've never seen me so comfortable, um, they're an unintentional racist because they just don't know any better. And I'm not here to educate her. No, you you sigh, but there's a there's a whole layer of I'm uncomfortable when I'm with them because conversations can take a hard left turn with them and it's and it's extremely unsettling where I'm con- I feel like I'm constantly on edge but that shouldn't prevent you from being your authentic self 
Uh, however they act you know what i mean no i know that i get that i get but i'm just not comfortable no no I, yeah. and i understand that yeah we all i have moments like that too where i'm not my true authentic self because i'm i'm like reading the room i see how people are every every time i'm around them I'm like you know what i'm just not i'm not trying to be my authentic self right now but it was but you allowed yourself to be your authentic <laughs> self with me in the room that's what i'm talking about you know what yeah. i mean it was like oh okay it, well, apparently Pico agrees. Right, but it, it, so so when we go back to, I mean, we took a hard left, as, uh-huh. as you just said, a hard, a hard left, a um, hard left, in in that in this conversation. But I think it's 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 um, worth mentioning the fact that as non-white people, we we are always forced to be multiple layers of people. Yeah. Whereas white people, I feel like they have the privilege of mm-hmm. just being. Mhm. Mhm. Like yeah, and and yeah. it was funny because I saw a meme on on uh, social media and they, they were like with, with they were like with black people uh-huh. stop beating up the dog <laughs> they were like with, with black people um like white people don't know <laughs> that that we got we got there's layers and levels to this it's like the the voice when when um. When you you know there's like a white person, hello, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how's it going? Good to see you. And then when you like, yo, what up though? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're able to flip. <laughs> yeah. From one, you know. Did you see? Did you see? I sent you this um this comedian. Um, I sent this to you. Um, the beginning of the month. It's how white people get their culture. Rosebud Baker. What is her name? Rosebud Baker. All right, so I'm gonna have to post that. Um, it's so, but talk about it. What what is? It's hilarious, and she's like, "What are you talking about? That is my culture." Like she's she's saying how like she's she's being appropriate in it. Like you have to, in the context of it, he she's like, uh, "Isn't stealing culture white culture? Like of course it is. That's the only thing I know to pillage and plummet and take and steal. Like I don't know any other culture." Her grandfather is the Secretary of State under the first um, George Bush administration. Oh, okay. So she talks about that a lot, and she says how, um, like, uh, but what else am I supposed to do? I thought I. Uh, but if we're gonna look at it that way, then we're gonna have to look at. It's have a, to it's look at tongue in cheek. No, no, yeah, yeah. But but even but there's a lot of truth. Like every comedian in every joke, there's truth. Mm-hmm. And so even with that, I believe there's truth mm-hmm. because. Yeah, that 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 is the white culture. Yeah, you know, stealing. Yeah. But at the same time, um, when I think about like we go back to slavery for uh-huh. a minute, okay? I don't mean to get this deep, but a lot of people like to think that white people stole the Africans from Africa. No, they bargained with Africans who were in control mm-hmm. and and purchased mm-hmm. they stole i mean i'm okay they stole and but they they manipulated the situation where there were a lot of africans that actually stayed there and they benefited off of the slave trade slave trade yes. you know what i mean yeah. like okay you can have all just yeah i want whatever whatever yeah. the case may be so it's like okay so we're are are black people are do we have a history of being um are we greedy is that our history? I think it's human nature. I think that's human history. It's human so, nature. But then it's also human nature. If that's the case, we're going to look at it that way. Then that because a lot of Black Americans originated from white Americans. So then we have it on both sides. We're greedy mm-hmm. and we're thieves. I think that's human nature. But look that, at look that, at that's the id that we keep fighting against. But look at um Adam, the greedy mofo took an apple. Like really, bro? Was you hungry? Yeah, just because she told you to don't mean you right? have to, stupid. So that's what yeah. I'm saying, you know? Yeah. And like, really, God, always, you had you like, had to take a rib? Gotta break, like, really, like, God, you had to, you had to take a rib? Like, really, woman. come on now. Yeah. So Take responsibility, Adam. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the Bible lesson for today. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But oh. so before we end this, end this topic, I also want to talk about the culture vultures with the the, the the chicks with the renegade dance. Oh okay, my so Lord. these these uh these these girls, the the I can't remember what their names are, but anyway, Young you can Anglo fi- ladies. The, the these two two girls and they, this is what I'm a, I I just want to say something because I know you're gonna post a clip of 
I'm probably not going to post it. I haven't been doing clips. I've been doing the clips of us because like we are those. the stars. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But hold on. Anyone who looks on social media sees the clip of um, Homegirl who originated and then, then the two uh, Anglo young ladies. Here's the thing that I've always been taught. If you're going to borrow something from somebody, you better body it. And if you don't... Right? Like, ma- it, make it your... Like, you better real? body it. Make it your own. That's They should have never did the video with the originator because she put them to... I'm saying some people's bodies just don't move the same way, and I get that. But if you're gonna take something from somebody, body it. And the girl, the originator, she's a trained dancer. So what? She ballet. She That's takes like ballet. That's like me standing next to Jennifer Lopez talking about, "Don't I look young?" Like, <laughs> word, really, bitch? No, you look young. I know I look young. You but look younger than you did yesterday. Bitch, shut up. When I got did I new see oils. You I got new oils for the skin. <laughs> Thank you. No, but hold up a second though. But for real though, like sometimes you see some people like. Like, oh man, y'all don't stand a chance. Like, why you get in the ring? It just, it okay. just, it's, but you I mean, cute. But All are, right. but are we? At the same time, I have to step back from it because they are like you're teenagers. You don't like you wasn't taught. You don't know no better. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's like, and obviously they have good represent representation. Their parents is real good because they came out real quick. Was like. Sorry, be in the video. With, you know what I mean? Sorry for that, girl. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you know, but, but that that goes to the history of the American culture. Mm-hmm. It's always been about appropriating from this one, that one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, I saw somebody on social media was like, black people have been appropriating from Asia for years. They've taken their hair. <laughs> You know what I mean? We ain't got no choice, though. <laughs> That's the thing. We ain't got no choice. They're selling their hair. So, so, but, yeah, they do that for religious reasons. But, but and, I'm just but saying, listen, it's like, but, okay. But we got no choice. We have choices. We can. But there's a yeah. there's a move now in the black culture to be more natural. Yeah. Natural hair. I'm, I'm with it. I am for it. I am so for it. I'm. Not, I mean, I'm for it in the sense that I'm not getting no... Um, creamy crack no more do you know what my but, daughter and i had this conversation yesterday um about black hair or oh textured gosh. hair or whatever i told her did she tell you about the conversation i had with her in private no no go know. ahead finish no, what you i need to know because I, w- I spent the night here like last year mm-hmm. like something like that and i was brushing my hair right don't forget what you're going to say about it no, but this might give a little context right brushing my hair and she's standing on the toilet because she can't let nobody ever be by themselves no. And I'm brushing my hair, and she, she starts to touch my hair. Oh. And I said to her, I was like, you know, you're not supposed to touch um, black people, but especially anybody's hair without being invited to touch it. She's like, what do you mean? I was like, every part of your body is your body. If somebody doesn't uh, invite you to touch it, then you don't touch it. That's a good lesson. I was like, if, if you don't want to give, you, somebody says, can I have a hug? Mm-hmm. You don't just hug them. Yeah. Any part of their body. So I'm going to let you touch my hair because I love you and I'm allowing you to touch my hair. But mm-hmm. don't ever touch anybody's hair without them um, asking you. you. Right. She's like, okay. So go ahead. So what's, the, you know that new show Love is Blind? Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. On Netflix, right? Girl, I thought you were watching it. I, I haven't, I just, I no, started I haven't binging watched. it because I thought we was going to talk about it today. Oh, my bad. Not Did we have this conversation? No. Well, part, there's... We okay. said we were going to watch it, but I, yeah. we didn't say we were going to talk about it. No, not, not that's what I'm saying. Not on the show. I thought we was going to talk I, offline. I'll, I'll binge it, and we'll catch up together. Well, Go ahead. Until I had to cut mo- Homegirl off, I didn't realize that the show was going to get, like, like she young. So you're she, not watching it no more? I am, but she can't watch it with me no more. But there was, like... Oh, oh your daughter? Yeah. Oh. She was just, like, one clip that she walked in, and she sees, like, this... This black girl's talking about, oh, black hair, and, you know, the bonnet's not always the most. And she's like, what's that? And I was like, oh, she wears a silk. She's like, oh, can I have one of those? And I was like, for a moment there, I was like, wait a minute, I don't know. She should, you should put a bonnet she on She does her. need for she her need, hair, yeah. You need to brush her hair every night and put a bonnet, bonnet on it. Because yeah. she's still got the Puerto Rican hair, you know that, she right? She does, yeah. So I was thinking to myself, like... Hold on a second. I like I didn't know where to go, and she's just like, "Do you know where to get one? Why don't you just ask Titi? I know Titi has one." And she's like, "Does Titi do all that stuff to her hair to make it flat, or is it like that?" And I was like, "That's a conversation you have to have with her. I'm not sure. I just didn't feel like going down that road." And she's like, "You know, 
I, she goes, I feel like the hair that like just comes out of your head, meaning like untouched with chemicals. She's like, it's always really pretty. I like that everyone has just different hair. It's, she goes, it's a shame that everybody's mommy doesn't have a chance to talk to them about loving just them and like what grows out of you. Oh. All of a sudden you wanted to cry, yeah, right? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I'm getting theory right now. <laughs> she's very inquisitive. Yeah. She got a, she got way too many questions though sometimes. Be like, not today. Let's yeah. let's let's schedule this. Let's schedule yeah. a day <laughs> where you just ask me everything. But you know, um, you know you you trying to watch Love is, Love is Blind and she mm-hmm. she come with the you know, where baby's born. <laughs> you got questions. Like, Get out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> but Go yeah. put on a cartoon. But I but that that speaks to like the like like I said, I don't put the Krispy Kreme in my hair anymore. And for all intents and purposes, my hair is natural. But does it natu- is it natural if I don't, because I brush it every day and I just let it grow? Obviously, my hair is not bone straight. Yeah, neither is mine. But, I mean, but like, like, really. I said like, all that to says. So is my hair not natural because I comb and brush it straight every day? I mean, oh, but yeah, that's a good question. Is that not like that? What am I supposed to just like wake up in the morning and just keep, keep it keep going? Moving? Like there's people that there are people that put chemicals kind of in their hair. I would have. There are people that there are black people that put chemicals in their yeah. hair in order for it to be to coil up and yeah. get that. You know what I mean? Same it's, with like Dominicans, Hispanics, Caribbeans, everywhere. It, it just yeah. I just feel like the whole shameful thing of like, oh your hair now it's like turning to like if your hair ain't natural you whack. Or you're appropriating a culture because mm. you wear your hair straight. It's just. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't think on that. Meanwhile, we've been grown. We we grew up believing that straight bone straight hair is is the is, is the, the move. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I still have that those those biases when it comes to my own hair. You know, like but even though I wear a bun every damn day. Yeah. Like Except for the clips, I let that shit flow. Oh shoot. Then I put it back in a bun. <laughs> sometimes, like I be rocking my curly hair, and and I love it when it's curly. Yeah. And I just I love it when you have it curly. I just can't have it this long and curly. It turns into a rat's nest. But I think to myself, like, do I straighten my hair because of that, like, you know, Hispanic culture with the whole like, make yourself as Anglo as possible, or am I doing it because it's easier? For me, it's easier. I believe yeah, it's, it's easier when it's straight. Too. It's like it's I had easy. my hair yeah. out, and you know, I, it's hard to put in a ponytail. Yeah, you yeah. gotta still brush it. Girl, this, I have obnoxiously long hair. Yeah, everything is like a little too tough. Yeah, so there you go. Anyway, mm-hmm. let's uh, let's switch to uh, yep, yep, that's, that's trending. trending. So I want to talk about um, bullying, specifically internet bullying. Um. Shout out to uh, First Lady with her Be Best campaign. Going great. Be best. Um, I'm hmm. always trying to be best. Be best. So uh, specifically, I want to talk about um, this kid, uh, Quaden from Australia. Um, he's, his mother posted the video um, a couple weeks ago with him crying. She, and you know people were like, why is she posting a video of him crying and talking about he's suicidal? In the video, if you watch the whole thing, she said... <sighs> She specifically said, I hate that I'm doing this, but I'm at my wit's end. I don't know, like, I just need help. What am I supposed to do? I don't know what else to do. That's the reason why she posted the video. And I have no problem with that, you know? Yeah. Um, But then, you know, all these people, supporters started filing in. And then, of course, because social media is the deep, dark, black hole pit, um, it turned into he's 18, which is funny because just before... When I showed you the thing, you're like, you know, he's 18. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that is the power of social media. Yeah. They've turned a lie into such a truth. People actually believe it. God. But, and I'll just say this. I want you to, you know, you were saying, what about the videos? And there's also clips. Mm-hmm. I want you to think about the, the picture that your kids took on the rock. And, and remember, like greatest hip-hop video ever yeah you know what i'm saying like yeah. people stage photos all the, all time. the time yeah you can't believe everything you see i had this whole like as you're talking and i'm looking at the internet i had this whole like dante's inferno like i swear the world has come into like this is like the book of genesis homes like this is like we're we're now in the ninth level of hell when it comes to like the internet because 
you can't be negative, you can't be positive, you can't be blah, you can't be boring, you can't be this, you can't not get enough likes, you can't get enough like followers. I swear this is like Dante's Inferno. Like it's crazy. It, it's it's insane. Like where this is purgatory. The internet is purgatory. And all all people have to do is just go to her Facebook page. She's been chronicling him since he was a baby. So like there's pictures of him from 2011, 2012, when he was a year old. He's clearly a baby. He has no teeth. Like, it's just... So, <laughs> by by legal definition, I am a dwarf. By legal definition. Oh, gosh. Stop Here it. Here you go appropriating dwarfism. <laughs> I'm not a... <laughs> Could you stop appropriating cultures? The dwarf culture. <laughs> but you better shut up. You better shut up before that's I get that, my people on that's you. That's that white people version of your, your people. You did a DNA test. Aren't you part of you some European? It turns out... <laughs> you are. <possibly. laughs> so listen. No, stop. Listen. I think... <laughs> what's so funny is that... This is the thing that kills me. I've had, I've had extensive conversations with people about height. Because... I don't know. I guess apparently I'm like the fucking trophy of height. So it's I this is this is the thing. Why? (laughs) Go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm done. Done. (laughs) No, you hurt my feelings. No, please finish. Look, it's not just about me. There's other people listening. Finish your story. I'm gonna keep saying it until you finish it. (laughs) Come on, we're recording. Finish your story. And the thing, the thing about height is that, and just well, his his dwarfism. I just don't understand. How people can look at another human and just be not be nice. How could you? How how do you look at someone who's literally done nothing to you, and how do you have such venom and vitriol? You know what's how? also disgusting is like, what if he was 18? So that makes it better. <laughs> Remember that video with the um. What? <laughs> with, the, with the guy. I, on the bus in Queens. Oh, that was fucked up. That was such a good video, though. I was like, what the... F-? And then you look, and he's like, that mofo was 18. That mofo. He was like 25. He was 35. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I And people like, fucking Jamaica. This is why Jamaica like, Avenue was <laughs> trending. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was horrible. Oh. But this kid is clearly not 18 he's he's nine and like i said parents always make kids do things stage video you know what i mean it's just it's like what parents do like come on post do this do you know what i mean it's like you're a kid like whatever it's it's a video he's he's not he's nine he's nine it is what it is but even without without him you think about all the kids that are just bullied. I remember we had your niece on the show a couple years ago, I think mm-hmm. it was, and she was talking about being bullied in school and bullying and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, damn, this shit, like, there's no, you got to just go through it. Yeah. And hopefully you could teach your kids, you know, how to deal with it. Yeah. And have a conversation with you when they get home. And that, and that's where I think that this is. I don't is want them to be the bulliers. Though. Oh, I, my heart. If I find out any broken. of your kids is bullies, my heart it's a wrap. would be broken. It's a wrap. It, it, my you heart got, would be broken. For real, me and you might not be friends after I have a conversation with them. <laughs> it would, you know, honestly, I have to tell you, I, this is, this is, this is my truth at the moment. That's such a sore subject for me that I'm constantly like preaching kindness and like, think about why did they say that to you? Like the empathy. They're hurt. Hurt people hurt. We have to remember that. Right. And people have hurt their feelings. It's it's human nature. Like oh, you know, my, my kids are you know, at not Division One football players yet. You know, and it's one of those like, oh, you, whatever. You didn't like oh, homeboy was saying that uh, you know, I didn't catch the ball right. And I'm like, yeah, he fumbled twice. You think he was mad? He was mad. He had to take it out on somebody. You gotta teach him how to shit talk. Well, yeah, my son doesn't know how to shit talk. When he says you fumbled, you missed the ball. Yeah, bro, wasn't that you fumbling it twice? Yeah, we're getting there. But yeah, I in think time, I know. It, we're getting there, but I think I'm still instilling that hurt people hurt. Right. And the way they talk to you is not always a reflection of you; it's a reflection of them. Right. And you know the empathy part of it and <clears> stuff <throat> like that. And I think it's such a point for me that when, whenever I see like how and I dealing with kids 
you know, seeing how kids interact and speak with each other. And I'm constantly having conversations with, you know, younger humans where it's like, was that kind? Was it necessary? Right. Was it kind? And I just don't, that's the part of human interaction that I just have such a hard time dealing with. I have a cousin who I swear is so fucking mean to me. And it's not that I just sit and take it. I just think that they don't sit right with themselves. Like their spirit is just not right. And when they say things to me, it's not me. It's my cousin. And I just like, but I swear I'm, I, sometimes I'm You'd just be like, all right. a, I, I'm going to be all right, but I'm not always understanding. <laughs> this bitch be getting to me though. But it's just, it's a point of contention that it's one of those things that if I ever were to be in a situation where my kid bullied for no reason. Or Other than because the person's different. Yeah, they're retaliating or they're, they're defending or whatever it is. I think my heart would be so broken. It's one of those things like, listen, I'm in need. You remember how you told me at any moment when I need a break that you're going to step in and help me out? I, I'm going to need that. I need 24 hours to sit with myself. That's just one of them things that you can't. I, it's tough. And it's like, you know. Do you ever think about showing them the Quaden video? Oh, of him crying? I thought about it. I thought about it because I want to hear their perspective. Because there's other, like on social media, parents were debating whether they show their kids or not. And ultimately, a lot of, not a lot, I mean, there's so much Mm -hmm. on social media. I can say a lot because that's what I, you know, your feeds are targeted to what your desires or whatever. Yeah. Um, A lot of the ones that came across my page were like, yeah, you got to, you got to show them so they can see that there's other, um, how another person is feeling. Cause they yeah. might not ever see how right. the bully feels. Right. So to be able to see that and mm-hmm. be like, Oh, I never thought of that. Right. That's the thing. That's the good thing about social media. It exposes you to things that you would not otherwise see. Yes. I, I thought about that and I just, I, I I'm going to show them the video. My kids are sensitive. So I know that it's going to open up a great conversation. That's the thing that I know about your kids. Yeah. That would definitely spur, yeah. spur them to start answering, asking questions. And, yeah. Uh, I don't know. But it's just, I need, I need quiet. I need them to be like, like a mofo can't be hungry. You know how kids are. Like sometimes they got ants in the pants. I need an appropriate setting where everyone is listening and, right. and the conversation is sparked to something that that will stick with them and be great you know what i have to say what's so great when i was about mm, eight or nine mm-hmm. my friend from my friend's mom from puerto rico i believe i said this story once before she she gave this bullying um um conversation from some girl in her neighborhood and it stuck with me my whole life and it made me really look at like karma and how we speak about others and she was just telling us this story because we're young and she wants to, you know she's just trying to do a really good job right so one of the things was she was talking about somebody in her neighborhood whom um, so it was a young girl who had um, I don't know where she was on the spectrum but she had a mental um, handicap and she was going selling lottery tickets to like you know I guess gain money or she was selling something she walked into a house with a gentleman, an older man, um, who happened to be married, and walked out, and just so happens that she turned out to be pregnant. She was... Just so happens? Just so happens. She was about 12 or 13. Um, the mother is like, how did this happen? And, you know, she's like, well, I don't know. She didn't know how all that... So when they explained to her, like, this is what happens, this is, this is how you got there... Um, she goes, oh, when I was selling this stuff, I won't, that man, and uh, police authorities, whatever, come to him, and he's like, I would never, and he sees, uses all the most ugly words to, like, she's the R word, and yeah. she's disgusting, I would never have a wife, blah, 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 I what would What do you got to do with the DNHS? Well, homie, this is like, you know. A while ago. 60 years ago, probably. Right, yeah. Over 40, because right. it was when, you know, she was young. So, she has a son. Who grows up to be, she says, the mom says, a very successful lawyer and takes care of the mother and does really right by her. You know, obviously, she she's raised, he was raised by his mom and his grandmother and his grandparents. You know, very poor, but did very well and really helped them. 
he had two daughters who were born with um, mental deficiencies. There you go. And she was like, that. she says this story, she goes, that always stuck with me because he was not kind. He was not, he didn't do right by her. You know, he did what he did. He violated her, but he needed to own up to it. And because he didn't and didn't ask for forgiveness, whatever. And that always stuck with me the whole like, you know, not only should you be kind because it's kind, but be genuine, you know, and and moral of the story is. You know what? You know what always disturbs me about that kind of stuff? When they say the sins of the father? Yes. Because what about the mother then? Yeah. You're saying that this child is a result of the father's sin. Mm -hmm. So how does that correlate to the mother? Because she was with him. No, no, I'm not talking about that situation, but just in general. I know. Like they always talk about like men who cheat on their their girl or their wife or whatever always always Always. end up with girls. Like, okay. So what about the men that have boys and girls? I don't know. It's all bullshit. That's what it is. Anyway. Just be best. Thank you for listening. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> where can they catch us yep yeah yes 18 on, on instagram twitter and all the yep yeah yes podcast on facebook including all streaming platforms like itunes google home play tune in podbeam uh spotify youtube did i say youtube no i don't no. think i did um and all the other all, all the other uh streaming platforms you can catch us uh thank you all for listening by the way, this is the first episode of our third season. Yay! Three years, homie. Can you believe it? What is the best moment that happened to you in the last three years? Uh, on the podcast or just in no, my just life? No, just in life. Because this I podcast is about our up. life. Homie, I win every day when I wake up. No, one moment. I fucking wake up every day. Okay, well, my best moment... Uh-huh. So I got this, these pair of sheets. It's great. Thanks, Mom. All right, y'all. They were so great. I love them. They were so good. I bragged to her like a week, and she sent me two more oh, packages. Hey. Girl, I got four pa- four <laughs> sets of sheets that are amazing, okay? Why I sleep so great. four sets of sheets? What? You can never have too many sets of sheets. Oh, yeah, you can. Really? Oh, maybe it's just me. I'm weird. Well, you got to wash them and, you know. Yeah, and then it's you nice put them right back on. I, no, I, I like to have multiple sets of, you know, you have the summer sheets and, you know, the dark sheets from the winter. It's just, I love it. I got hmm. four, just, I mean, I got probably, all together, I probably got about seven or eight sets of sheets. I don't even have seven se- sets of sheets for my house. No, I love, you got to have multiple, you know, you get tired of the same shit. You know, you want to switch it up. I throw them out. And no, buy new. No, I mean, I throw out sheets, but, you know, I just got, I, my mom gave me the four sets. I threw out two sets. Okay. So. I got to, got to put me onto these sheets. The sheets are, oh, I love it. I always have different multiple sheets. I got to switch it up. I got to switch I gotta it up. I got to find out from other people. I need to know how so, many sets of sheets So you're not taking, have. so really? So uh, my word is not good enough. See, this no, is the I story. Want to know. This is the story of our friendship. I, I tell you something, and you go from for validation from another person. No, do we not do questions for our new clips? Do we not do questions? Okay, so we'll. Okay, so that'll be the question of the week. Oh my lord! I'm sick of you right now. Anyway, <laughs> thank you all for listening. <laughs> Bye. Bye.